Well, LT Insiders, prepare to be depressed. The worst parts about being an LT are coming your way now. Welcome to the ALT Insider Podcast, dedicated to making you have the most fun possible while living or dreaming about living in Japan. Whether you've been here for years or are just starting to consider it, we've got you covered. And now, your host, broadcasting from somewhere in Japan, James. Hey guys, this is James from ALTinsider.com. Welcome to episode number 006 of the LT Insider Podcast, all about the worst parts about being an LT in Japan. Yes, last week we went over the good stuff, which you can check out at ALTinsider.com forward slash podcast 6 if you haven't checked it out already. But this week is the not so great stuff, so negativity incoming warning for anyone adverse to that. There would not be very many happy things said here. Well, I will try to give a positive way to change each of these negative things. This will be a negative-heavy show, so just be warned about that. Remember, last week's show was all about the positive side of things, so do not be afraid to check that out if this episode gets you too down about working in Japan as an ALT, if you're thinking about it or you already are. Okay, before we get going, I want to read the iTunes review, and this review is from ALT slash ER, and he or she says, Loads of good advice, everything you need to get ready and prepared for your life in Japan. Thanks, ALT Insider, and thank you, ALT slash ER, for leaving a review. If you would like your review to be possibly read on the show, just leave your own review on iTunes, and I might read it on a future show. Okay, let's get to it. The worst parts about being an ALT. These are in no particular order. Each of these will be different for each person. Some of these might be good points for some other people, so just keep that in mind before you say, well, your list is BS because everyone's list is different. If everyone made a list of the worst parts of anything, they'd be different, right? So just keep that in mind when you hear my list of the worst things about being an LT in Japan. Number one, lack of career advancement and putting an LT in your resume does not help your career at all except in extremely niche cases. Now, let's not sugarcoat this. Sure, you've wor- you have worked or been trained by trainers or recruiters, etc., that seem to have moved up from the only ALT job position. And yes, this is true. But most of the change in these jobs are like moving from being, I don't know, like, the welcome person at Walmart to the cart wrangler at Walmart. It's a jump, but it's not much, and monetarily, it's not much either. And it certainly shouldn't be a carrot for you to work towards, right? So, especially for the extra work that you have to do, the monetary jump is insanely not there. So, there might be some value to being able to say, like, let's call it a mini higher-up job with Jet or a dispatch company like Interact or Owls or whatever, but this will only be valuable to the people that really want to get into teaching. And I can guarantee the extra line of ALT trainer or ALT manager, whatever is you will put on your resume in the end, it's not worth the year, two years, three years of work it'll take to acquire that position. So yes, it's better than having two or three blank years with no job on your resume, right? But it's not that much better either. So if you're coming to Japan to be an ALT, don't expect career advancement and don't expect it to be a resume booster. That's basically what I'm saying. It's not a resume booster in any shape or form. Now, I guess if you want to teach like ESL somewhere else around the world, it helps because it shows you did it in another country before. But other than that extreme case, well, it's not an extreme case. Other than that case, I don't think it helps very much. In fact, I know it doesn't help very much. So basically, choosing to be an ALT means you are choosing to be an ALT and putting your future career aside at the moment unless you're working towards it while being an ALT. So if you want to be a translator, that means studying Japanese while you're being an ALT. If you want to try to get your master's or whatever, whatever else, that means studying after you get home. 
the LT job itself is not helping your future career. I mean, maybe it's helping you grow as a person. It's helping you try new things. All that stuff may be true, but it's not on paper in a tangible way helping your future career at all. So just keep that in mind when you take the job. Now, coming to Japan, living in Japan for a year, two years, 10 years, whatever is awesome. But just keep in mind that it's not really pushing your career forward in any way, any meaningful way, okay? So, geez, that was pretty depressing the first to start this episode. But I'm just trying to tell you the honest stuff, guys. No filter, no rainbows, no unicorns, real stuff. Remember, though, I've worked as an LT for eight years, so it's, it must not be as bad as I'm making it sound right now, right? Just keep that in mind, okay? So next is the pay. Now, this one was also in the best parts of being an LT show as well. I realize that. But it deserves to be on here, too. I went over this last week, so let's go through this as fast as I possibly can. But the pay LTs receive is very fair for the amount of work required, as long as it's more than, you know, 20, 21 man. You know, don't go for those 18 man jobs or whatever. But that said, it doesn't support a family very well by itself. Now, remember, it never promised that to you. And if you ever read that on the internet, please show me where you read that so I can, like, I don't know, shut down that site because it never promised that to you and it won't give that to you. In my opinion, it's pretty simple, right? Before you sign up for a job, you see how much you get paid to perform that job. And then you can apply. If you apply to that job, you think it's fair. That's bottom line, right? If you think you get paid enough for that job, you apply to do it. Now, if you think you deserve more money later, I don't know, a year, two years down the road when you've done the job for a while, you ask your employer for that if they don't automatically give it to you and they can either accept or decline that offer, right? This is basic life stuff, right? Now, if they accept, sweet. But if they decline, well, you have a decision to make. I don't know how the ALT salary is such a source of pain for some people that have been in the job for so long, right? It never deceived you. It never lied to you. Let's make this, let's make this episode make this perfectly clear. ALT pay is great if you are single or you're working a side job or maybe your significant other person works as well. You can pay your bills, save a little money, go out on the weekends, have fun. The pay is a bad part of the job, which is why I'm including it on this episode as well, if you expect it to be anything more than that. So... To make sure this isn't on your list of bad things about being LT, don't do that. Don't expect it to be more than it is. It's going to pay you the amount it says it's going to pay you. So if you're jet, you know, I'm not going to say the numbers here. They vary so much, but 23, 24, 25, and then that's all you get. That's all you're going to get, right? Unless you work extra elsewhere. You know how you can, you'll see how far that you can push that. But if you're expecting it to raise your kids, put them in college, get your nice, get a nice car, then just forget about it. You got to work to make that situation work, you know, so. I, don't know, I guess there's some kind of positive. The positive thing is here is don't expect the pay to do more than it ever said it would do. Just give you the amount listed when you signed up. Okay, next on the list is some coworkers. So what I mean by that is some people will just not want to work with you. Some teachers, no matter how long you spend making your awesome games, your incredible PowerPoint review games with awesome, I don't know, pictures of Mario running around. You got a video. When you get a question right, you get to kill Koopa. When you get a question wrong, Koopa kills you. It's really awesome and explains the ING verb perfectly. Some teachers will have other plans and those plans, they just don't include you. I've went over on the site before how to work on those relationships. Episode 004 was all about how to fight fight the only tape recorder role, which is only just standing there doing the pronunciation. But sometimes resistance is really futile and you just won't do anything. You'll be, like I say, a gaijin scarecrow. And there's nothing wrong with that if the teacher, that that's all the teacher expects of you. Even after you've attempted to change that, that's all you ever do, then that's your situation, right? But if you do that for a whole year, sometimes it can weigh you down. And I've seen some people that, especially people that have special certifications that come to Japan thinking, I'm going to spread my English teaching way, and then they're stuck being a CD player. 
They get really disheartened because, wow, I got all this stuff to be a Gaijin Scarecrow. They don't say Gaijin Scarecrow, only I do, but it's the same thing. So that is one bad part of the job, which is why it's on this list. Is Sometimes, no matter how awesome a teacher you are, you won't have a chance to show it at some of your schools. Now, if all, all your schools will never be like that. And sometimes those kind of schools that don't really use you are a nice break. So don't forget that. It can be a positive. There's a positive spin. Sometimes it's a nice break on your week when you go to a school that doesn't really use you and you don't have to do anything. But if it's all the time, it's really boring and that's not what you want to be doing. You want to do something when you're working, right? Having fun, not just sitting at your desk, which I don't recommend doing anyway. Okay, next is the tough classes. Now, you might be lucky. You might have classes that are all the appropriate number of leaders, quiet people, workers, and just no bad students in there. A teacher helps you all the time, you know. All the games go great because everyone's so into it. Everyone has the perfect amount of want to win the game but still want to make everyone else have fun. That's the dream class, right? That is not the norm, though. Every LT has a class or two or five or ten that is just not fun. The teacher might sit in the back just grading papers or leave the room. If she does that, don't stop teaching, though, because you can get in trouble if something bad happens. You might have students punching each other. You might have students fighting all the time or students that don't even care at all, just want to sit there. Now, those classes are going to be tough sledding, right? But... There are ways to sculpt the, your classes around them. And I wrote about that on a post called Controlling Classroom Excitement, I think. So check that out on the website if you haven't yet. But it is a downside of the job when you have classes that are, you know, nightmares to run. Now, even though I said the class is really bad, remember, you're not digging a ditch here. You're being paid money to stand in front of children and maybe teach them English sometimes. So when you think about it that way, it's not so bad, but it still is just a bad point that I have to put on this list. Now, my worst class ever would literally, dri- would literally drive the homeroom teacher, who is about, I don't know, 70 years old, to the give up point every day, which means she would just walk out of the room and say, okay, I'm done, and leave. Now, I could do whatever I wanted. The games could be all, I, no matter what game it was, it was too much excitement. So I would literally try to do the most low-key games I could do, but it was, it was too much excitement and kids would end up punching each other. So like, I was, bingo was too much. If someone got bingo, okay, well, he's getting punched. We would play karata sometimes, and then, then someone's getting punched. Every game turned into a competition, and even if games that I made not, I made sure the game was not competitive at all, so the kids wouldn't fight. There's still gonna be a fight somehow. There's just no way around it. So eventually, it turned into students' parents had to come to the class. So there's like I don't know, ten adults for thirty students in the class, and then then the class kind of went okay, but because their mom and dad were right behind them, so I basically had to do like the most simple word searches of all time. And English board games, so like putting all the bad kids in one group together, and then they were just like surrounded with parents. So there's like four kids in the group, and then like eight parents around them. So, anyways, all right, that's enough about that class. But the bottom line is, some of your classes will not be fun, and you can fight to make you can fight to make it better, but it'll only be marginally better in the end, and it will be a bad part of your week. Okay, lastly, and this is a big one, and that is, the job takes place away from your home country. Now I can hear yelling out there now. That's exactly why I wanted to do the job. And I hear you, but let me explain it a little bit further. Right? You came or are going to come to Japan sometime or you're going to attempt to come to Japan sometime for your own reasons. Everyone does. In my mind, I don't care what it is, all these are equally valid and great reasons. You know, It doesn't matter what it is. I mean, as long as it's not, I don't know, gross. You know, you know what I'm saying. But all the reasons are fine. They're all equally good. I don't care how you wanted to get here, but you wanted to come here for some reason. No matter what reasons you had to choose to be an ALT in Japan, right? Your experience in Japan in the country is going to be shaped by the reasons you came. And sometimes that's not always a good thing. So let me give you an example. Like some people come to Japan because just college just wasn't enough. Like they didn't make the connections they expected or they didn't feel like they were part of the community like they would have hoped or 
I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm in this group too. I definitely think I am. Like my plan was to live two years at home and then commute to college. And then the last two years I would live at the college campus, right? But due to me having to pay my own way and, you know, last two years of craziness campus turned into me living with my parents throughout the whole thing because of money issues and I couldn't afford to live on campus, right? So I didn't get the experience I was hoping for. I didn't get to do the, you know, the stupid crazy, the college stupid crazy stuff. So I didn't do really do anything to go for it either. Like I'm sure I could have worked harder to somehow pay rent somewhere around the campus I wanted to, but I didn't. So there's no one to blame but me. I see that now, but at that time I didn't. Some people are going to come to Japan hoping for that college experience, right? So let's pretend you're, I don't know, you're 22 years old and you're looking for that kind of part of a, being part of a community, having tons of friends, all the craziness, and then boom, you're placed in a town with 20 people. Now, there's not a foreigner in sight, there's no big city within a reasonable distance, and there's not a convenience store anywhere. This is basically the opposite of what that person wanted, right? Now, unless they work really hard on learning Japanese or do the work it takes to be part of a club, they're going to be pretty unhappy with their situation for that first year at least, right? Well, at least the outside situation. Their school might be awesome and fun, but the outside situation they hope for is not there. So since they don't have that good experience, they might stay for another year for a chance at relocation after that year's up. And then when that doesn't come, they stay again and then again, and then finally get moved to a slightly bigger city, but they still don't get the experience they were after, and they stay unhappy, and they stay pissed at Japan for some reason. Now, this, this is one of the reasons that the amount of ATs that are alcoholics is a little scary, and you can find so much negativity in the country about on forums and other stuff online, right? Now, none of this was Japan's fault, right? But the situation has created the basis for that person to hate Japan forever or hate their experience forever. Now, for some reason, since this job takes place in another country, people end up expecting so much more from it and then get unhappy when it doesn't fill those, you know, loftier than lofty goals that could never be obtained anyway. Now, that said, being an ALT is awesome. I've done it for eight years. But I was lucky enough to be placed somewhere where I could get the experience I was after. Now, it wasn't exactly the paradise, you know, no work vacation that I was expecting after watching YouTube videos of like, you know, apartment apartment walkthroughs and stuff. And it's like, oh, this is so fun. There's nothing with no work to do. But... Once I got here and figured that out, I, it forced me to grow as a person. So I'm thankful for that. And I guess that's kind of the perfect way to wrap up this episode. Now, I could go on and on with less than ideal parts about BNLT, but in the end, every job has its pluses and minuses. So if you're thinking about BNLT, or you are one now that's been of a, I don't know, a bit of a rut because your experience hasn't been what you're hoping for, try this. So right here and right now, yes, literally right here, right now, think about your expectations for your time in Japan, whether you're going to come in the future or here right now. So you got them in your head, and now listen to this. Being an ALT is a job, and working in a small town with five people is a possibility if you're not here already. Also, you can't support a family on the wage, and some of your classes are really going to suck. In addition to this, there is no real chance for career advancement, and your resume isn't going to get any better by writing a year, two years, five years in Japan as an ALT on it, no matter how bold the font you use on it. So you're still thinking of your expectations, right? Are you still excited to be working in Japan? You still can't wait for that interview? You still are happy to wake up tomorrow and go to school? Now, if you say yes, then I'm very glad you listened to this episode. I know you're going to have an amazing time in Japan if you aren't doing that already, and you are prepared to put in the extra work it might take to make you have the experience you want. But if you said no, now don't get down. I think you just have to realize your expectations more. When I say realize, I mean make them more real and really think about if that's if Japan is the right place to make that happen for you. You know, like some people thought Japan would make everything easier when in reality it doesn't change anything. Just because where you go doesn't change anything. 
Like some one person I know said, Japan people aren't nice enough to me. And then she went home to her home country after a year and then came back saying, people in my home country aren't nice enough to me. So while it might be a huge coincidence, I think wherever that person went wasn't going to make them happy, right? There's something with them that maybe they need to look at. Like being ALT won't solve any personality issues for you, right? It's a job available for you to experience life in a new country while teaching people English, and that's it. So it's it's not going to be all positives, right? There's going to be some negatives. So if you can accept that, then I think the job is going to be great for you. I made AOTinsider.com to help people have as much fun as they can while doing just that. But if you come into it with unrealistic expectations about the wage, classes, amount of work, etc., I can't help you as much as I want to. And you're not going to have the most amazing time as you can either. Now, let's end this episode on a positive note. I'll say it one more time. Being an ALT is an awesome work experience. Not a vacation experience, not a college dorm experience, a work experience, complete with not-so-fun stuff and things that will need extra effort from you. In addition to that, it has tons of opportunities for you to have an amazing time, meet great friends, learn a new language, see amazing stuff, eat amazing food. I could go on forever here, but I'll stop there. It's awesome. That's the bottom line. If you have realistic expectations of what to expect from it. All right, guys. This two-part episode is now complete. And the good points and bad points, I feel, were displayed mm, adequately. I hope you had some fun in there. I know I had fun explaining it to you. This episode was a little more depressing than last week's with the good points, but it had to be done, right? To finish the two-part episode, it had to be done. So until next time, embrace the good and bad points of everything, of ALTing, of Japan, of your home country, of everything, and have more fun. See you. Thanks for listening to the ALT Insider Podcast. For more info on how you can have more fun working in Japan, visit ALTinsider.com. See you next time.